Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. On Wednesdays around here, we do something called Great Debate Wednesdays. We take something kind of loosely in the news, and we put our Maggie and Perloff spin on it. And this week, it is basically taken from Tom Brady, who has, since he retired, really been a lightning rod because of his opinions about the NFL. And we love it. We want to hear candid stars like uh, Tom Brady and what he really thinks about the league. He's called it mediocre. He thinks that the NFL was better 20 years ago than it is today. So there's where the debate is. Was the NFL better 20 years ago than it is today? Absolutely not. Uh, there's a few reasons here that I don't like Tom Brady's take. First of all, I am a caring individual. I care <laughs> about these wide receivers and these safeties. Why would you want to see see the sport you love, everyone going out there and trying to collide helmets and cause concussions? That, that if you actually step back, is not a good thing. So let's start there. Just a conscious... Uh, yeah, I don't want to see people get hurt. But second of all, because they've emphasized safety, it has made the game more high-flying, more spread out, more offense, more touchdowns, more passing. I don't want to go back to 1997 where it was uh, two, handoff first down, handoff second down, third and eight. Okay, punt. That kind of football is so boring. I love this wide-open football that has resulted from the rule changes. It's a much more entertaining product than I think – that is the reason that as sports ratings continue to plummet for all other live sports, NFL keeps going up. It is the most popular sport and is more of the most popular sport than it's ever been, in part because there's so much offense. And I, I think it's a great thing for the sport. There's no downside to this. Okay. I don't understand why Tom Brady wants to go back to James Harrison taking out wide receivers. It just is that to me is not more entertaining. Okay. If you want to go on the safety side, listen, was there a little of like a blissful ignorance? Not about in the short term what these hits would do to guys. We knew in the in the short term, obviously they were devastating, but we didn't really understand the full long term effects. And so, yes, does that you know, was there a little bit of a oh, this is fun to watch these guys getting blown up in these big hits? Well, we just didn't know enough back then. Now we do, and it's a little bit different. But I'm sorry to say that, and I agree with Brady that it was better 20 years ago because you're saying that the NFL is more watchable product now because the offense is. Yeah. I'm sorry, was there not T.O.? Was there not Randy Moss? Did we not have great wide receivers? It's like, did we not have Chris Carter? We had awesome wide receivers 20, 20 years ago, by the way, guys, was not 1997. It was 2003 before when these rules kind of yeah. changed to open up the offense. 
we've had great receivers and they were able to do their thing. Like to say now that the receivers are better or it's just, you're just getting more yards and maybe a few more passes, but that the elite wide receivers, we still had them 20 years ago. That's not a new invention. I receivers are definitely better right now. There are so many. And yes, the top end was insane back then, but there was one Randy Moss now there's guys all over the league who can make incredible catches. Guys, JSN had this catch that would have been one of the best catches of the year in 2003 on Monday night for the Seahawks. That doesn't even stand out. There's so many great catches. Perloff, the most famous catch. The receivers catch, are so much better right now than they were 20 years ago. The, the most famous catch, arguably, in the history of the NFL is David Tyree. It's not like we had guys, like, first of all, we had guys all over from the elite to the non-elite yeah. making huge plays, and you still had these awesome moments, even if that was in the 20 years ago, you know, area, well, 2007. I just think if we're just talking about receivers, the sport has changed so much. Kids are coming up playing seven on seven and they're passing the ball in high school, middle school, high school, college, into the pros. Yeah. The passing game is just blown up. So there's so many more reps. So there's so many good receivers who can do so many incredible things. It wasn't like that before. Okay. I'd say in 2003, the depth of receivers was nowhere near this. Also, gloves help a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, I think the gloves do help. But, but they had them in 2003 Okay, well. but if you go back 20 years ago, and for the people who want all this scoring now, who was that really for, right? That is for the fantasy players, and that is for the gamblers. 20 years ago, you actually were able to have entertaining defenses because they weren't so hamstrung by the rules now where you basically can't touch a guy, whether it's by the line of scrimmage, you can't touch a quarterback, you can't touch anybody in space. You had defenses that were entertaining, like, the Ravens' defenses, those were fun defenses to watch. Uh, the uh, Steelers were fun to watch. Like, they no. made it compelling because of how good they were. Nobody wanted to watch the Ravens win 10-7. That, those games were so boring. Perloff, the Super Bowl that year where they crushed the Giants, they uh, were the offense. The defense was so good, it was the offense, too. That was the least entertaining Super Bowl Well, because it was remember. a blowout, but that was that kind of defensive performance, you had to sit there and marvel at it. So you'd rather watch Tony Banks and that Ravens team than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Come on. Listen, here's the thing about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So you're giving me like the great, maybe the greatest quarterback when all said and done of all time, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid. But I'm talking about what, yes, what I've rather, I would have liked to seen what Ray Lewis and that Ravens defense could have actually done against Patrick Mahomes. We have so neutered the defenses now because people like you think it's a more entertaining product if the offenses get to do whatever they want that we're never even going to understand. Patrick Mahomes is never going to ever have to encounter anything like what some of the great quarterbacks in the early 2000s had to encounter. And that brings me to my other point about why I agree with Brady now. You mentioned like, you know, there's so many great quarterbacks now. Like, where'd the rivalries go? Back when Brady was talking about the early 2000s, mm. Brady versus Manning, Brady versus Philip Rivers, Brady versus Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger versus Manning, Manning versus Manning. I mean, we, I know they were in different conferences, but we had these great rivalries. Who is Patrick Mahomes' rival? Is it Burrow? Is it is it Josh Allen? I don't even know because those guys, you know, Burrow's beaten them once. Mm-hmm. Like, Who is Brady's rival? I think Brady's rival was Roethlisberger. I think his rival was Peyton Manning for sure. It was Peyton Manning. Brady versus Manning. That was it. Well, first of and all, it was Ray Lewis. You're to talking be about like I'm talking about the entire NFL for a what was then a 17 week season or even 16. I can't yeah. remember. Like yes, you're talking about the very, 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 very top end. 
Yeah, that was exciting to see Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the playoffs. But that's not a whole season. Now you have great games. You know, you have several great games a week. You have no, no, players no, no, all no, over no. the field. No, because you think the NFL's mediocre right now at the this bottom. This year's been a bad year for the <laughs> No. But, I mean, the NFL, I mean, first of all, the NFL you is said, bananas I said, right now. I said I, I like the end of Bears- Browns, I got clowned by that by you and by EJ. But it was Flacco like versus end, Fields. Yeah. I like the end of tech of the Texans game uh, against the Titans. I got clowned about that by you and EJ. You guys don't even like the product right now. Well, I'll tell you though. Yeah, I mean, this has been a bad year because of the quarterback injuries. Yeah, and there's a lot of mediocrity. But the playoffs are going to be amazing. I mean, this this is shaping up to be one of the most entertaining playoffs. When Brady was playing, it was oh my god, who are the Patriots going to destroy in Foxborough this year? There was so much less drama. The playoffs are going to be completely unpredictable this year, except for San Francisco. I think there's just so much going okay. on right now. And you also you have an elite Cowboys team. I think this this is going to just dominate the entire sports world for a month. Well, that's, back that's, then, a, that's a different story. Back then, story. the NFL just wasn't as popular because it wasn't as entertaining. Nobody wanted to, Again, nobody wanted to see the Ravens win 10-7 or the Patriots use a bunch of special teams play to win 21-14. Okay. That was not exciting football. First of all, it wasn't... Uh, if you're just joining us, we're doing our great debate series for this week, which is, was football better 20 years ago or is it better now, which is based off of a comment that Tom Brady made. First of all, the Ravens are still winning those low-scoring games and still want to win those low-scoring games that not that much has changed about it and you had it there was a 10-year gap in between Super Bowls Super Bowl wins for the Patriots it wasn't so it, like they were the dynasty of course of 20 years ago but it wasn't always a fait accompli and I kind of like that because when you have like a villain or you have a great team the team that's tr- the teams that are trying to topple them like that to me is super compelling I, I also and this kind of fast forwards a little into what we're even talking about today with Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. I love 20 years ago that running backs mattered. Why? Running backs could win MVP. Running backs who took over games could actually be rewarded, compensated. Like, you think the running back is like the most boring position ever. Yeah. I think the running back it was a was is a great position. Like I, I love watching running backs take over games. Hell, I mean, I mm. love watching James Cook run all, all over the Dallas Cowboys. There should still be a place for running backs like 20 years ago when we really appreciated running backs. Now we don't. We franchise tag them. We throw them out with the bathwater, yeah. all that stuff. It is it is not right. I think that early 2000 running back, the, the best thing about them, if you really want to have a nap, go back and Google a 2002 Football game where Curtis Martin's running the ball for three yards a carry for 32 times. First down, run, three yards. Second down, run, three yards. A third and four. Let's see what they do. Okay, it's a pass. It may or may not work. It's so boring. The football was not exciting back then. It wasn't innovative. Coaches didn't know they were allowed to throw the ball on first down. There was no creativity at all. There was no, well, Greatest Show on Turf was good. They're yes. an exception. <laughs> they but were there was the early no, 2000s. But now it's everywhere. Basically, the college spread came in the NFL. The whole sport is wide open and unpredictable. And you have to beware of a DK Metcalf can go long on you in every play. It's just so much more. Uh, possibilities in today's NFL, and I think that's why you have to watch. Back then, it was somewhat predictable. I I think it's amazing that we're having this revisionist history, like they never threw the ball in the early two thousands. Like, that's- well, I mean, obviously the rule change was what oh four oh five. That that's when things change. When Peyton Manning was able to throw fifty five touchdowns, the sport got exciting, and the ratings have gone up steadily ever since for that very reason. There's another part of this where I appreciated uh, football more in the early two thousands than I do today. And part of it is because what teams have figured out is it's so much easier 
to win if your quarterback is on a rookie contract. They changed the rules so that, you know, Sam Bradford couldn't get 50 million guaranteed before he ever stepped on a training uh, a training camp. Right. And they changed it and Which while is good, that right? was the the spirit of that was in the right place, right. the ripple effect of what it did was it made it so much more cost effective to win when your quarterbacks are young. And again, we're talking about Tom Brady saying that football is better 20 years ago than it is today. And uh, I agree with him and Perloff does not. So what happened? Now we have quarterbacks who are being forced into action much earlier than perhaps they would have been. Like the fact that Patrick Mahomes even sat for a season now seems like that was crazy. If Patrick Mahomes was in the draft now, like I, I don't, He's not getting that courtesy. Like, nobody gets it. Very rare, right? He was a 2017 draft. It's not that long. I know, but But, you don't, like, they. we just push and push and push these quarterbacks who are fresh out of college, who are just not ready at times. I know C.J. Stroud is maybe, is like an outlier. They're not ready to start. And they get pushed because there's idea you got to maximize the rookie contract because of one reason why the NFL was better 20 years ago is that the quarterbacks aren't taking up 25% of your salary cap. Well, it I don't was, I What went, about Matthew Stafford and Sam Bradford and those guys who got $60 million? Those, a lot of that was bonus money. I'm talking about cap hits. Like, it's now where every top five, every the top five quarterbacks now are all basically taking up between 23 and 26% of the total overall salary cap. That's not how it was 20 years ago. Yeah, another thing, though, the safer league. Now quarterbacks can play forever, so you have Aaron Rodgers is still a viable NFL quarterback at 40. So Then why do we have see... so many injuries this year? Why am I watching 15 backups if it's so much safer? It's a funny year, but, I mean, do you think Aaron Rodgers is still playing in 1999? He might not be, but you know what? Guys who were, like, we had 70 quarterbacks start last year, too. We want to say that this year is the anomaly with these quarterback injuries. Guys, it's not. If we get one more season of this, that's three in a row. That's called a trend. So the idea that, you know, quarterbacks are are healthier, they might be playing longer, but we're still seeing them get hurt. Uh, well, they're flinging the ball all over the field. That's why they're passing more, which and they're running more. Don't you? But so you, let me just make this clear. Step is you like to see a lot of running back play and yep. a lot of defense. That's your style of football. Well, back in the early 2000s, defenses could actually be fun and entertaining to watch. But I just they can't think, be anymore. I just can I can I note that your team is the Buffalo Bills. Listen, and this I wish they no played in, differently. You want to see them go back to old school, grind it out? Come on, who likes that kind of football? I just I how elated was I with the last game that the Bills played? Yeah, because they blew out the Cowboys. No, because they ran the ball for 266 yards in a bad weather game, as opposed to trying to do this high flying thing just because they feel like they should because they've got Josh Allen. It's not smart. Now. I, do you? Uh, so you'd rather see Sean Alexander be the MVP with a bunch of four-yard runs than Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson and my guy Brock Purdy flinging it all over the field? Listen, fling all you want. I'm just saying that's not necessarily making it better football because basically you're flinging it because you're hoping to get defensive pass interference and get a cheap yards and trying to, you know, use the strategy that way. Back in 20 years ago, we didn't have flopping. We didn't have guys, like, you know, just basically trying to beg the referees for calls. We didn't have quarterbacks just, like, you know, trying to sell everything all over the place. They were actually trying to protect themselves. It It's crazy. It's out of control. And I like replay. <laughs> I like control. replay. But we've gotten to a point where it's just insane at this point. 
Like, it, it's nuts. We have no idea what it catches. We have no idea. Like, you can look at 100 different angles. People are still breaking down Julian Love's interception from the other day against the Eagles. Was his toe down? Was it not down? We didn't have that kind of crap. That was First of all, all that is entertaining. In 1999, they were just wildly guessing if the guy's in bounds or not. I don't know when, when did replay start, actually. Maybe it started by then. The sport without replay is unthinkable. I mean, it must have been garbage officiating all over the place. We now have Twitter to call this out. Back then, anybody's guess what's actually happening. You ever try to call football in real time? It's it impossible. Is, it is. We have jumped the shark That's not so good. big. That's not good that they were inaccurate. And by the way, they need more replay. They haven't jumped the shark enough. And one thing they've done this year is they expedited replay, which is kind of awesome, too. It, it took long enough. Are, are we that sure that they were that bad back in the day? Oh, they were awful. Okay. Well, awful. <laughs> They had no idea what was going on. Because that they didn't doesn't necessarily mean it was bad. Like you don't know how many, like how many calls were blown. I'm watching Saints Rams 2018. That's recent. That was one of the worst calls we've ever seen in history. Changed the course of history. That happened with replay available. So I watch a lot of hardwood classics on NBA TV. Yeah. I love 90s basketball. Sometimes NFL Network shows old 90s NFL games. Unwatchable. Just slow, no yellow line. I can't tell where the heck the first down is. <laughs> it's a different a sport. It's just, uh, it looks, first of all, the players look like they're stuck in quicksand. The game is so slow. Okay, now we want to hear from you. Great debate on this Wednesday. Was football better 20 years ago than it is today? I'm with Tom Brady on this. Perloff says he's a, yeah. he's a stooge. Of course, Tom Brady, Big Ten guy. I guess you're a Big Ten guy. Give me the Big 12. Give me offense. I don't want to see defense. Why, why would I tune in to see defense? My <laughs> Life's boring enough. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Pearl off. Let us know what you think. You can also vote. Let's do this on the Twitter. Maggie and Pearl on X. Was football better 20 years ago? Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Pearl off. Great show debate today. It's Wednesday. Great debate. Our debate today is... Was the NFL better 20 years ago, as Tom Brady claims, or is it peaking today, as Andrew Perloff claims? <laughs> Tom Brady, Andrew Perloff, same, same. same. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Is the sport better 20 years ago? I say no way. And I say yes. I'm with Brady. Tony is in Vancouver, Washington, has a thought on it. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, I agree. It was better It was better back in the back in the day there, but I do like some of the rules they have now. Yeah. I'm glad that they got rid of the head hunting. Just watch Jack Tatum taking out Daryl Stingley, and you'll see why that has to be in there. I also like the uh, the chop block rule, where, where where an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman are engaging, and somebody comes in and takes their knees out. I like that rule too. Along, but hitting a defenseless receiver below the neck and above the knees, that shouldn't be a penalty. I'm sorry, that it is right now. These guys don't know whether it's a penalty or they're going to get fined or they're going to get suspended. They don't know what a tackle is anymore because it's it's really been watered down so much. Yeah. Thanks, well, guys. Tony, thank you. And and that was part of my argument, just part of my argument about why I agree with Brady, which is I don't want the head hunting. Uh, yeah. I'm with Tony there. Nobody wants that. We know the long-term effects are just devastating. Nobody wants it. But you've taken out defenses to the point where defenses used to be entertaining. Like, they used to be... Yeah, for blowing guys up. Well, but a reason to tune in, you know? And and they could be so good, like Ravens and the Steelers in the early 2000s, that it would almost like uh, the offense could be 
the secondary and you would still have an entertaining game. And I, I don't know. Why would a young fan tune in for defense at any level? When I was a kid, I, I could care less about defense. I just want, wanted to see the I know, but, the but, great offensive players. Okay, but Nobody that's, fantasizes about, <laughs> man, I can't, you know, it's two seconds left in the Super Bowl. I want to be the middle linebacker. You no, want to be the wide receiver or the running back. Nobody wanted to be Ray Lewis. No, no one wanted to be Ed Reed. You don't go in your backyard and be like, oh, man, I'm going to be a really effective safety. No, you want to be, you dreamed of being, you know, Tony Dorsett or Emmett Smith. Nobody wanted to be Troy Palomalu? No, no, you don't want to be Troy Palomalu when you're a kid. You wanted to be Antonio Brown. Okay, but you want to watch, you can still watch these really entertaining safeties, and it was actually a thing to have this sort of punishing defense, even if the offense wasn't the star. Like, your defense could be, could be the star unit on your team, and that's just impossible now. Like, you can have star players on defense. We've yep. got Michael Parsons. We've got Miles Garrett. We've got TJ Watt. We've got all these really good players and pass rushers, but you're not going to be able to have a, a like, you're not going to be able to lead first with the defense or else you're not going to win a Super Bowl because right now offenses are the thing. Well, right. <laughs> and quarterbacks are the thing. Except maybe Cleveland. One thing, though, just as far as popularity and interest, there's no doubt offensive players are more popular, more interesting. We have a good friend of the show, Dusty Stanfield, yep. does marketing, and he recruits college players. And he, you know, I'm like, oh, this guy's a superstar. Well, look at this defensive end. He's like, yeah. He's like, you can't market off of anybody except a skill position player because nobody care, nobody wants to be these guys. You don't fantasize about being a nose tackle. You ha- it's the skill guys that drive the ship. Totally, and I get that, but I think that's also because of the rise of fantasy football. I think it's because of the rise of gambling. All of that stuff has to be tied in. Why does gambling have anything to do with one way or the other? I think it's because you want more. People are betting overs. People are betting player props. You don't. There aren't. There aren't a lot of defensive player props that you're going to be betting on. No. Well, no. I think gambling has always, first of all, always been popular. No, I don't. So much more accessible now. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with offense versus defense. I think it, it, the game is a six-point spread. It doesn't matter how you get that six points. But regardless no, of that, but I, I, do th- I do think uh, right now seeing all these great skill players and all these great quarterbacks, to me, makes the sport more entertaining. So I think you had the great quarterbacks 20 years ago, and I like the fact that they had rivalries with each other. I mean, Brady Manning, we're going to be – I mean, listen – Brady won so many more Super Bowls, but that's a legit debate that we can have forever. You know, you have Ben Roethlisberger, you had Philip Rivers, yeah. like you had really good quarterbacks, and there felt like rivalries. You know, I was just thinking about something uh, we were talking about in the break. Like the NFL really took off as like America's sport for a lot of reasons around this time we're talking about the early 2000s. Yeah, right around right around the change that let, let quarterbacks go crazy. 2005. Well, I think there's another part of this that is not the main reason, but one of the reasons, which is I think the other sports really, the other professional major sports didn't do their part, either consciously or unconsciously, to keep up with football. You had the NBA post-Michael Jordan in the early 2000s after he officially retired, retired from the Wizards, Mm -hmm. and they went into this post-Jordan funk where they couldn't find the next star, and it was hard to find a face of the league. The basketball got a little clunky. wasn't great. You had baseball going through the biggest steroid scandal in the history of sports. 2003 was when the Mitchell Report came out. You had this, like, people were so disenchanted with baseball. Uh, It took a really huge hit. And I think hockey became more of a niche sport partially because their TV contracts and things, they didn't keep up with ESPN. And they became a bit, it became a little harder to find a hockey game. And I think that that impacted uh, future fans. 
So I think the other major professional sports basically told football, here, yeah. he, here's the lane for you. And football said, thanks, we'll take it with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I think baseball was more affected by the slow pace of play. I don't think it, it's, you know, basically everything's sped up. You have social media, you have e-gaming. Baseball just had no chance. It's just a slow sport from yesteryear. I, I don't think it, anything, the steroid era, that's a good point. I do think that hit the popularity because you can't trust home runs anymore. But come on, there's no way baseball was going to survive in the year 2023. There's just too much going on. Everything's too fast-paced. Andrew Bogish is here with some headlines. Good morning, Bogish. Uh, good morning, guys. Let's begin with the story that has held the nation's attention since Sunday. Tommy DeVito delivered yesterday, making unpaid appearance at Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizza in Morristown, New Jersey. This is the pizzeria that posted on Sunday that it was canceling yesterday's appearance as a DeVito's agent, the legendary Sean Stellato, up their fee to twenty grand from the agreed-upon $10,000 after DeVito led the Giants to that win over the Packers two Monday nights ago. The DeVito camp contended there was no, a, no signed agreement, so increasing their price wasn't dirty pool. I guess all's well that ends well, and DeVito wins again because now he just shows up and for free eats pizza and shakes hands Yeah, but and signs pepperoni. It's great. Like, DeVito did the right thing. He made it right with the pizza place. But unfortunately for the pizza place, nobody knew he was coming. <laughs> there were four people in there. There's, that's also true. <laughs> However, so I live about 17 minutes from this place. Never heard of it? Never, well, never heard of it. I mean, that's that's not their fault. That's my fault. Should I go? Yes. Definitely. Yeah? All right. I got something to do today and tomorrow. But maybe Friday? No, I know uh, Portnoy has a monopoly on the pizza review, but I think you you have to give. Do a I review. go there and do the pizza review? Yeah, or I've... maybe bring it back and then eat it on the treadmill. <laughs> pizza on the treadmill? Yeah, that seems crazy. Hold on one second, Bogus. Mike is in Boise. Wants to weigh in on our great debate series today, which is was football the NFL that is better twenty years ago than it is today. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Hey, I just thought I'd let you know that I have to agree with Maggie. I've been watching football for, I don't know, quite a few years. And I can't think of a single nickname for an offense, but the defense was always exciting to watch, which is why you had the Legion of Boom, Steel Curtain, Purple People Leaders, and so on. So that's what I wanted to tell you, and Merry Christmas. Mike, thank you so much. That's definitely a fact. The nicknames for the defenses were sick back in the day. Now it's just like, I, I don't even know. What, what's the last time Legion of Boom is the last one? Yeah, well, what are you going to call, you know, a bend, don't break? <laughs> what, <laughs> you, what would you like me to call that? Right. Is there any, we got to look this up. Does any defense since the Legion of Boom have a nickname? There's got to be some unit out there. Like, I mean, I don't, I think there's almost, there's no chance that's true. Like, like Revis Island and Legion of Boom. Revis Re Island's a good one. Legion of Boom. Yeah. Legion of Boom was like after Revis Island. There's got to be one. There's got to be some, some group of cornerbacks out there who, who call themselves something. Any, you can't touch anybody anymore. Yeah, I mean, this Niner defense probably warrants a name, doesn't have one. I don't think the Ravens ever got one. Cowboys? For what? The I, defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for it. What else you got, Bogus? Uh, I've got the dreaded vote of confidence, maybe, in Atlanta. Arthur Blank oh. said the Falcons remain behind head coach Arthur Smith despite back-to-back -back losses, but... Everything will be reassessed after the season. Blank adding that making the playoffs this year was not required for Smith to keep his job, but he did want a more competitive team after back-to-back seven-win campaigns. Atlanta is currently 6-8 and eight 
and no longer controls its own destiny. Man, that's uh, those are all the buzzwords right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's say you know he's good for for now. We'll assess at the end of the season. Oh boy, we should be better. We're kind of not better. We, why? Yeah. Why did he bother giving him the vote? Why did Arthur Blank bother giving Arthur Smith any kind of vote of confidence a couple of weeks ago? Like, just say nothing. I think he thought they were going to win the division. I think he thought this division is so bad. We have so much talent. Like, eventually, he's going to win out, and because they they have the most talent. And two weeks ago, they controlled their destiny, right? And now they don't. Yeah, but, I think I think he counted the chickens before they hatched. I mean, how about this? You got to make a decision on quarterback for real. You can't just go around thinking, you know, oh, we're going to do Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. No, it's good that they didn't put in an offer on Lamar Jackson. They didn't need that yeah. guy at all. <laughs> yeah, um, just let's just continue doing this Atlanta Falcons thing for the next 20 years and have nobody care. By the way, football is better these days. The Atlanta Falcons are the same boring, bland <laughs> crap. Well, they had so Mike Vick 20 years ago. Yeah, Get 20 out years here. ago they were better. It was way more no, fun. No, I'm saying the current Falcons are as boring as you come. I, I, yeah, right, 20 years ago. The Falcons... The two, I'd say, uh, oh. general, NFL is better now. The Falcons are not better now. No, they, that's They're true. old okay. school. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Vic Valley. But generally, the Atlanta Falcons and all Atlanta sports tend to be a little boring. Wait, can I tell you, not just that the Falcons didn't want Lamar Jackson. They were the first team to publicly put it out there <laughs> that they were not going to be bidding on Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson, however, we will be in the bitter end for that <laughs> yeah, discussion. Yeah, that's true. But Lamar Jackson, you know, can't be bothered. I hope he got the game ball. Damian Lillard, a season high 40 points last night. Early in the outing, he scored career point number 20,000. I don't want to fake downplay it like it's nothing. You know, I know it's a it's a big deal. It's a great accomplishment. You know, it's a rare space to be in. You know, in the history of this league, to have only 51 players accomplish something like that, you know, I think that speaks for itself. Lillard is the eighth active player to reach the milestone. He and the Bucks won last night, 132-119 over the Spurs. Wemby has begun hiding from things, sitting out last night with a sore right ankle. John Morant returned from his not helping. 25 game suspension, scored 34 points, including the winner at the buzzer in New Orleans. His Grizzlies 7 and 19 after the 115 113 victory. The Pelicans, I swear, are 16 and 12, no matter what you heard earlier this morning. <laughs> Florida State has apparently had more talks about leaving the ACC since their CFP snub, but again, leaving anytime soon nearly impossible because of the conference's grant of rights agreement. That runs through 2036 in exit fee might be $360 million. Wait, where's Nevin Shapiro? Is he out of jail yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, My, that's Miami. That's a uh, Miami right. booster. I know, but doesn't Miami also want out? Oh, yeah, they all <laughs> want out. But it's like th- these teams are the first team to sign like a Suge Knight kind of record deal contract, <laughs> these ACC schools. That contract is ironclad. Who is the big F- uh, FSU donor? I don't know if they have one. Actually, that actually was an issue several years ago that they actually their facilities weren't up to snuff and they didn't have enough money and they found the money somewhere, like most of these schools. But that was an issue. I don't know who they're. I think it's Danny Cannell. <laughs> well, I think some of the. I think it's good that they don't have a person we know because the problem is we know who Miami's guys are and they keep getting arrested and keep getting investigated by the FBI. And you know, it's funny. Like we, T Boone Pickens always comes up in these conversations, and Oklahoma State's never been among the elite of elite. Like, who's the Alabama guy? You don't know. You I, just yeah. know there's a lot of money. I think if you have one guy, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, Alabama, well, not for Oregon. I think Alabama 
didn't have enough guys. I don't think they had enough. Well, they that's were what saved. They didn't have enough money. Yeah, and then everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> then, he was saying that when they were like losing in a national championship game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, Phil Knight's like the exception to the but rule. Who's the, the my favorite? T Boom Pickens and yeah. Phil Knight. We and, don't really know all the other schools' names necessarily. But when we know them, it's usually because they mess up or they break a rule. Yeah, they're, Nev Shapiro. Nev Shapiro. Shapiro. Those are or <laughs> now John Ruiz, the yeah. life wild yeah. guy who also now maybe crooked too. The Michigan guy with Chris Weber, like yeah, you generally if you know a booster's name, it's a bad thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh where were we? Oh yeah, Knowles defensive end Jared Verse, by the way, declaring for the draft. He'll skip their bowl game. Lane Kiffin signs an undisclosed extension at Ole Miss. Men's college basketball last night, Marquette losing at, at Providence, 72-57. There was some hockey. Ottawa wasting a 3-0 lead. Lost to the Coyotes 4-3 in the debut of interim coach slash former full-time head coach Jacques Martin. And finally, I wish I had an MJ story. I don't have an MJ story. Uh -huh. Julian Edelman does, and he shared with comedian Burr Kreischer on the Games with Names podcast. 2014, the week before the Super Bowl, I took my folks to dinner, and I roll up, and I see Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. And I'm like super starstruck. I'm about to play in the Super Bowl. And I go up, and, and you could tell Jeter's a very charming guy, welcoming. I go, Mr. Jeter, Julian Edelman, I'm playing the Super Bowl. I, was like, I saw Jordan. He was kind of like standoffish a little bit. And as soon as the conversation about to end like five minutes in I'm about to leave Jordan comes up to me and he goes hey kid I got a bunch of money on you don't f*** it up and that's the only thing he said to me and, and, and I go yes sir Mr. Jordan yeah and that's the only response you could have Wow. Yes, sir, Mr. Jordan okay two things about that story that are interesting number one like Jeter's the charismatic guy out of those two that but was a little bit of an upset I've heard people who have hung out with Jeter that if you if he knows you or he likes you, he's extremely cool. Okay, so that's he, a story I've heard. But it didn't I don't know if he knows Julian Edelman, but a, him being the more gregarious, charismatic guy out of Jordan, I thought was a little bit of an upset. And number two, I mean, Jordan, how much money do you think he won off this game? Because the final score, twenty-eight twenty-four. Yeah. This is Malcolm Butler at the goal line. By the way, Jordan betting on the Super Bowl is not a headline. Can, no. we, can we be very, very <laughs> clear about Jordan that? Betting on oh, but him shaking down NFL players <laughs> yeah. definitely is. Well, it would be a better story if he was not like, surprising though. If he was like, I bet a lot against you, you know what to do. Now go. that would have been a story <laughs> yeah. that maybe the feds. Would you know have what had to I love about this too is that like he said, Jordan was like not very friendly, yeah. not very whatever. The fact that Jordan had the same game face mode for a big bet. That he had for when he was playing in Game Six of the NBA Finals is yeah. still the funniest part of it. Like he's like, I got this bet next week. Right. I'm not yeah, messing right. around. Can't be having pleasant streets with people. You know, just like he had the famous live bird thing. Hey, f you. Yeah, you right. know, and the, and the thing. This is this is that same guy. Well, I'm wondering, was the Super Bowl? What do you say? It was a week later. Yeah, it's a week later. Okay. He's already in this mode a week before the Super Bowl. I was thinking, like, you know, if the game had been like in 48 hours, if it'd been like. Get out of here. Like, what are you doing out at a restaurant? Now, Jordan would have been in Atlantic City gambling all night before the uh -huh. But no one else can do it. Do we think there's any lightheartedness, any joking in that sentence? Or is it 100% warning to Julian Edelman? 100% warning. Yeah. No Jordan being Jordan. Like, money's there, but I'm also having fun by telling you that, I'm, that I did bet on you. If he yeah. was friendly with him before, I would say yes. The fact that there was no pleasantries at all. No, he, How about he was this? serious. Jordan's a very, obviously, experienced gambler. I have no idea if he's any good at it, but he's definitely experienced. Would it be a bet smarter to tell him, I bet a lot of money on you, don't mess it up, even if he didn't, see how Edelman reacts, and then place the bet? Mm. 
Like, if Edelman's like, oh, we got this thing. Don't worry about it. Go, like, we're all good. Would he have been like, ah, I don't, this guy's too loose. I mean, maybe he was. I'm not sure the whole bet hinged on Julian Edelman's state of mind. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty big team sport there. (laughs) Did he ask how Brady's ankles were feeling? (laughs) Um, You're almost done, Bogus, because I'm dying. Uh, I'm I'm dying to share my team defense nickname. Come on in. Oh, okay. I got one. I got two, actually. Of re- more recent than the Legion of Boom. More recent than Legion of Boom. A great nickname. Wait, should I take our our caller first? Yeah, and this is another. Yeah, please take our caller, then I'll share mine because okay. they're so brilliant. Mike is in Central Valley, California. He's got one we overlooked. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, Maggie Perloff. Hey, uh, I don't know that it's a great nickname. Uh, even as a Niner fan, I don't think it's a great nickname. But the Niners have the Gold Rush. That's their defensive nickname, and they're a great defense to watch regardless of what Farlov says about modern defenses. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Um, That's a pretty cool nickname. Is that really <sighs> caught on, though? Yeah, I didn't actually. I, it sounds vaguely familiar when he said it, but I got two that did catch on. The Gold Rush is what they call the cheerleaders in San Francisco. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, uh, one that's been around for a long time, Blitzburg in uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. They don't still call them that. What's that? They don't still call them that, do they? No, but they, they, did, they did recently, right? I thought that was kind of recent. No, they were calling Bill Cowher's teams that. Were they really? Oh, I thought yeah. it was more recent. Okay, but one that I I double checked the timestamp. You will never guess this. You don't think of great defenses, but do you guys go back in a time machine? Do 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 do. 2018, Blake Bortles a quarterback, and who's on the other side? Saxonville. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah, and then it wasn't because it was Saxon. <laughs> it was short-lived. It was short-lived. But it was, it was a that nice one play Tuesday. on words. It was a nice play on words. We got Yanni Kingakwe, Kalei Campbell, Malik Jackson. You want, to, you want to talk about sexually suggestive nicknames? I think Saxonville <laughs> takes oh, the cake, man. right? Or, or you could make it an old English nickname. Saxon, Saxonville, whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a nickname. Wait, yeah. so we got to find out. When's the last time Blitzburg was actually in a headline? Maybe maybe it stuck around. Yeah, Kevin Green was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew Bogish. Uh, coming up, we'll take your phone calls. Our great debate on this Wednesday is, um, was the NFL better 20 years ago, as Tom Brady has posited, or is it better today? Uh, also coming up, speaking of Blitzburg, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, More issues coming out of Pittsburgh. We'll tell you the very latest with one of their wide receivers next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. 
Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday, which means we do great debates around here. And this one is off of a comment Tom Brady made, which is, was the NFL better 20 years ago than it is today? I say yes. Perloff says no. Then this kind of branched off into another conversation about great nicknames for defenses. Yeah. How did we get there? Legion of Boom? Because nickname defenses aren't allowed to do anything now, right. according to you, which I actually agree with. Yeah. So there's no reason to give a defense a nickname because they're completely ineffective. Right. But currently the San Francisco 49ers call themselves the Gold Rush. So we do have that. John is in Arkansas. He's got one from recent history. John, how are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. What's on your mind? Good. Uh, so it's right around Legion of Boom time, uh, but being a Denver fan, it was no-fly zone. The no-fly zone, the keep to leave and Chris Harris Jr. and more, the no-fly zone was oh, a pretty good one. Akeem, I love that guy. I know. Found himself in a little bit of hot water, but, John, thank you for the call. Um, and... That was a good one. A little bit of hot water. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't have the of details of the, of the case in front of me. Uh, yeah, that's okay, but come on. That, it's not like the old days with purple people eaters and the doomsday defense and the steel curtain. In the 70s and 80s and 90s when defense did rule, you had much better team defensive nicknames. The well, no, no-name defense, the killer bees. Also, guys could stay together for a long time. Generally, you know, it, it, yeah. with free agency now and with salary cap issues and things like that, it's kind of harder to keep some of these units together because if you're really good, odds are you're going to get an offer somewhere else. It's mm. like it's like teams that win the Super Bowl. It's hard to keep them together. Yeah, I don't know if that's it. I think that they were more creative nickname, like oh. <laughs> the Fun Bunch. Like who was on the Fun Bunch? Gary Clark. Who cares? Uh, the greatest show on turf is probably the last great. What are the offensive nicknames? What do we call the Chiefs? Well, we got the greatest show on surf. Yep. Yeah, we'll play off on and the greatest And the Chiefs, show. they were going by Legion of Zoom for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that one. I do, too. I feel like I should have caught on more. Yeah, but it's funny. Uh, we we generally don't have, we don't have a lot of... Was that a, a pandemic nickname? <laughs> Legion of Zoom? It was, actually. It started in 2020. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to go back to that. Yeah, that's days. not a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, definitely back in the day, the, the nicknames were just superior. I will give you that. The sport is more entertaining to me now. Like, if you made me sit and watch a 1978 game... I would not be able to stay awake. It was, I'm telling Maybe you, you guys are misremembering. You guys are misremembering. It was not good football. Okay. I've watched a lot of classic football. It is not entertaining. Okay, but here's the thing. We're not going back to 1978. We're going back to 2003 was 20 years ago. I know that's a little jarring. Game got much better after they changed the rules. It did, but here's the thing. Like, Let's not conflate the game getting faster for the game necessarily yeah. getting better. Like that's why I agree with Brady on this about the twenty years ago. Like, give me a defense that can actually be the star unit. You know, that can actually go out and win you games. Give me quarterbacks that aren't taking up twenty five percent of the salary cap, so yeah. I can build out you know better teams. Like, just because it's faster, like yeah, you have more shots downfield, but we still had great wide receivers in the early two thousands. We had T.O. We have three. Randy Moss. You had three. It's not true. We have more, and they're all getting the Hall of Fame now, or they're borderline Hall of Famers. Right, but the receivers have obviously gotten better, and they've gotten so much more productive. That's why you better have amazing numbers nowadays because there's so many good receivers. No, also, you are just trying to get a flag for defensive pass interference. Now it's just a strategy, you know, where you're going to take these deep shots because it's basically 50-50. You get a 30-yard penalty. Look at the receivers who enter the league every year now. You have Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, 
Um, all I, I'm trying to think of some. Give me some more. There's a lot. Say flowers. Z- Every year you draft five ama- DK Metcalf. There's so many incredible Stephon Diggs. Uh, physical specimens that come in the league. Every year, there's now five great receivers okay, in every draft. Chicken or the egg? Are they? They are great receivers, and I know they grew yeah. up on seven and seven. But also, the defenses can't touch them, so of course they're going to look much better. I think they actually are better, and I also think this one. A lot of people disagree. I think the quarterbacks are way better. They make throws that weren't even dreamed of twenty years ago. I'll give you this: the quarterbacks are more athletic. You know, actually, Lamar made a throw the other day that I still don't quite understand. He had a guy bearing down on him. He just flicked his wrist like that. It was 30 yards downfield in a guy's chest. Okay, but we had Michael Vick in 2003. Like, we did have these. We did have Randall Cunningham before him. We had athletic quarterbacks. It's not like today where everyone is basically a good athlete. But you had guys, like, where I'll, I'll, I'll say, like, Thank you for the rivalries in the early 2000s. Mm. Thank you for the greatness of Brady versus Manning. We can still debate that today. Thank you for the Roethlisberger Rivers, for these guys who had to go up against real defenses. We got to see what they were really all about. Yeah, I think you're also taking the top-end games. Now there's just so many more entertaining games. Every week is an adventure. Basically, you have... It's gotten so big, football. There's the in-season, which is the fall when football is playing, and the off-season for the entire sports world when football is not on. It is... These singular force. And I think that actually matters, too. It's one thing that we can all talk about at the water cooler now is football. I think we're all in on this thing right now. And it just that makes it more entertaining, too, that, you know, everybody watched the Cowboys game on Sunday afternoon. So you could talk about it with anyone. I think the popularity is built on itself. I know there's a lot of people who don't like how I mean, I'm all for guys getting paid and going where they want to go. But, like, the musical chairs, if we're going to have that, I know people who don't love that aspect of it and don't love guys who are asking for trades. I mean, listen, it's not like that stuff wasn't happening in the 2000s also. But as far as, like, the more entertaining product, I think people are just looking at just more touchdowns, and that's more entertaining when there's more to the story than that. It's not just about the big yardage. It's not just about the high scoring. And by the way, over the last two years, scoring's down. And quarterback injuries are up. And I've been told by you, Andrew Perloff, and you, E.J. Stewart, that there's so much mediocre quarterback play now. At the top end, you've got great guys like Mahomes and Lamar, Dak Prescott and stuff. But at the bottom, I've got churn. This year is a fluke. How many guys are going to tear their Achilles in one year? This is the all-time record. Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.